Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Uh, we have some really exciting things to talk, talk about, about Alexa, conversational artificial intelligence in general. And we have a few companies that, who are inventing with Alexa that we also wanted to talk about. And I'm Rohit, and I'm from Amazon, and I'll start off, and then we'll bring other speakers on the stage. So five years ago, we started set a goal for ourselves that we wanted to build a computer in the cloud that could be controlled just by your voice. Several of us, several of the people have asked, what was the inspiration? The inspiration was clearly the Star Trek computer. And so what we wanted to do was make it easy if when you walk in your home and simply ask for information without looking at a particular device, without using your hands, and make it super easy to get information, have the artificial intelligence do some actions for you with just voice. Super hard to do. People ask, why voice? If you think about it, we as intelligent beings, voice is the medium by which we have high bandwidth information exchange, and it is something that's ingrained in our brains. So there's nothing more natural than voice to communicate. And that's why we wanted voice. Sounds simple, but super hard for machines to do. Everything about voice has a ton of ambiguity, especially when understanding language. So we wanted to, uh, and when, if you think about it, all the hard products usually have, uh, are the ones that are very simple, and they're super hard to build. So as Arthur C. Clarke has said, right, anything that is uh, sophisticated technology is, the, is indistinguishable from magic. And when voice interfaces work, it's pure magic. Voice interfaces done right are pure magic. The second reason why we wanted to focus on voice was because if you look around your daily lives, the number of services we interact with, the number of devices we interact with, it's just growing. It's becoming unmanageable to do it just through your smart home, uh, smartphones or through any other traditional means like desktops where you have to go and click on some things. These devices are getting connected. The services are getting more intelligent. And hence, voice makes it another super easy interface to use. And when you use voice, you don't see any of the clutter you see on your smartphone. That's another reason to have voice. So when we set out on this journey, we knew we had to solve a lot of hard challenges. But we had the front row seats to three main elements to solving those. First was powerful machine learning algorithms. We in Amazon have a big history in that. If you look at our product recommendation, that's powered by machine learning. If you look at our fulfillment centers, that's this pervasive use of machine learning there. Then the second element was AWS. Cloud computing was at an inflection point, massive computation available to us. The third was the massive quantities of heterogeneous data that you can make predictive intelligence and machine learning a possibility. All three was coming together, and we could leverage all of them to build expertise in speech and natural language understanding. So while we were doing this, it's also important to point out that conversational AI as a community was advancing too. In the 1970s, we could understand a few hundred words. In the 80s, it went to 1,000 words. Now we can understand tens of millions of words and even 100 million words, and we are at this inflection point, but still very early for conversational AI. Uh, but things like Alexa are making us prove that it is, while it's early, it's already useful, already being used by millions of customers. So the Star Trek vision 
couldn't have been a reality unless you had something to talk to. So the very first device we built was the Amazon Echo, a completely hands-free, far-field recognition-based device that filled the room with high-quality audio as well. You could interact with it just by voice. We launched this in 2014. And what we also did with it was that you did not have to use any other means to communicate it with just with voice. So with this, we have had two years now of feedback from our customers. We have 30,000 five-star reviews from our customers. Half of them have the word love in it. And Alexa, as some of you may have heard, has received 250,000 marriage proposals. <laughs> Clearly, the undisputed invention from Amazon, the most loved one invention from Amazon. <laughs> so how does conversational AI and Alexa work? There's two things behind this. One is the processing on the device, and the other is the processing in the cloud. To be super clear, Alexa listens just for the wake word on the device. And after that, only when it's super confident that it's a wake word, like Alexa, Amazon, or Echo, which are the three choices, have been heard, that's only when it starts streaming to the cloud. So how does this work on device, for instance? So Alexa on Amazon Echo, for instance, has access to seven microphones. The signals from these seven microphones are combined using signal processing techniques and machine learning techniques to enhance the target signal and suppress all the other noise sources. So when you imagine in your house, when you're speaking to Alexa and there's background conversation from your family, we have the ability to focus the beam towards you rather than the family that's chatting behind you so that we can get the cleanest signal possible to do recognition. Then we detect the wake word on the device. And this is another super challenging problem because it's a needle in a haystack problem. Plus, if you look at our wake word choices, they're short words meant to be very natural. Alexa is a common name. So how do you get high accuracy without having, to do, uh, without having any false alarms, for instance? Super hard problem. And here again, we are using deep learning technology running on device doing high detection rates with, uh, for the wake word recognition. Then in the cloud, let's take an example. If you had said, Alexa, play songs by Sting. So the very first thing we do is convert the audio into text. So if you are doing perfect speech recognition, you'll hear play songs by Sting as the words being coming out of the speech recognizer. Then we do understanding, which is to create a structured interpretation. By that, we mean we figure out what is the intent of the user and what are the salient attributes of the intent for completing uh, action on it. So in this case, the intent is play music, the artist is staying. And then the next step is based on this interpretation, what action should Alexa be taking? In this particular case, it should be shuffling songs from, uh, uh, from Sting. And the last step is super important as well when you're especially having a, uh, when you're communicating with an artificial intelligence, is to, for it to sound natural. And this is what we do with text-to-speech synthesis when it says back to you shuffling songs by Sting before it starts shuffling the song. So for developers in this room uh, who have been using Alexa Skills Kit, it's super important to emphasize the challenges one faces with natural language understanding. Take a simple sentence, when will Surf Spurs play next? For everybody from US here, I mean, your natural reaction, of course it's San Antonio Spurs, NBA basketball. If you're in UK, You'll say, no, this is a football team we are talking about. And not, so this is the geographical context, but there's also stuff about, the, look at the word playing. Most of the time you use play in the context of playing music or playing content with Echo as well. Plus, when, 
So it's clearly you have to parse the time. And next, and plus we have to hook up to a database to get all the answers for when are Spurs playing next. So simple sentence, but super hard to parse. So how do we solve all these challenges? Uh, I won't go into a lot of details, but one of the key takeaways for you all is that we use massive data-driven machine learning, especially deep learning and all the components we use. And with here again, the power of data in terms of audio data through usage, through purchase histories to your personalized content, uh, everything is being used to make Alexa smarter and accurate for you. And one of the key things to emphasize with all the AWS infrastructure, we are able to invest in a lot of data parallel techniques that make us train our models on thousands and thousands of hours of audio data in a few hours. And that's a super important aspect for Alexa to learn fast. In addition, Alexa also adapts to you as you use Alexa on the fly. When you speak an utterance, it's already adapting to your voice patterns. When you add a song to your library, it already knows how to understand that. So while we're inventing and machine learning and software, it's important to also highlight some of the inventions of the hardware front. So earlier this year, we launched Amazon Tap, which made Echo on the go possible. You could take it with you. That's the one on the left. Then we, very recently, we also in, uh, launched Echo Dot, which is an affordable, less than $50 device, which many of you got here. And that's where it's making extremely affordable for our customers to use Alexa. Alexa is also available on Fire TV, and Alexa is also launched now on Fire Tablets. In addition, we have launched Alexa in UK and Germany as well. So this is where all the innovation from all the fronts is coming together for Alexa being available on our, our first-party products as well as internationally as well. The most important section for this audience, I think, is we designed Alexa from get-go for developers to innovate on. And there are four ways you can do this. The first is the Alexa Skills Kit. What Alexa Skills Kit makes possible is for your services to be accessible on Alexa. You can add a new capability on Alexa by building a skill. For instance, there's an Uber skill, there's a Jeopardy skill. These are skills written by third parties, not by us. And this is Alexa Skills Kit essentially makes that possible. The second is the Alexa Voice Service. With Alexa Voice Service, hardware manufacturers or mobile app developers can integrate Alexa in their hardware or their application. Super easy with the APIs that are exposed. Third is the smart home. We have a dedicated smart home API which allows smart home uh, manufacturers to plug into, making smart home experiences easily available on Alexa for your customers. And lastly is the Alexa fund. This is an investment fund which we announced last year, and this is where we are investing in companies that are innovating with voice. So I'll start off with the Alexa skills kit. To me, Alexa skills kit is essentially what makes machine learning available for everyone, every de developer by simply you defining your intents and slots that you need to be understood on the customer utterances. And then all you'd provide is a few sample data and a skill is built. This is super easy to do now. Uh, now you can build a skill within 30 minutes. Uh, and now we are seeing a large variety of skills being available. So this is an important aspect. We made a promise to our customers that we'll make Alexa smarter and more capable. And Alexa Skills Kit, through you, has been one key enabler for doing so. So how has this progressed? If you look at June 2015, when Echo became generally available, 
We only had 29 skills all developed by us. And with now, there are 5,000 plus skills. And all, most of the 5,000 are all developed by third parties, by you. What's also super encouraging and, uh, is the diversity of the skills. There's a skill essentially for many different categories. There are utilitarian skills, starting from Uber, when you can use water ride sharing. There are skills for smart home by Vivint, for instance. There are skills for just fun or engagement like Jeopardy. Uh, and also there's a meow skill which will make cat noises. <laughs> so, but this is making our vision of skill for every occasion a reality. And developers are making us do that through the Alexa Skills Kit. So this year, we have continued to add more functionality to Alexa Skills Kit. First, you can think of it as the capability that we've added is uh, long-form audio, for instance. Uh, you can now play back through our API audio content. We have also added several domain APIs, the Smart Home API, the Flash Briefing API, where you can plug in your own content. We have also made skill discovery super easy. There's skills available on Amazon.com now. You can activate them from there. Plus, you can do enable a skill just by voice. You can say enable Jeopardy, and it makes Jeopardy active for you, and you can interact with Jeopardy skill. And lastly, we made Alexa skills kit available in international locations as well as UK and Germany, and you can build skills there as well. So one of the things that we've realized uh, as working with developers is that one of the key challenges in skill building is once you define your intents and the salient attributes, which we mean slots, you have to also think of different ways people will interact with your skill. And you have to create this sample data corpus, which is onerous for some. So if you take a simple example of trying to find the phone number for a Westlake Ace hardware business, there are several ways to express the same concept. And you as developers have, may have to spend a lot of time creating this corpora, essentially, for your skill to learn how to, how to build models for your skills so that customers' requests are understood. So take this example, Westlake Ace Hardware, Ace Westlake, Westlake Hardware, Ace Westlake Store. All these variants you have to think through. It's clearly a hard thing, and we want to reduce the amount of time you have to spend on this. So for that, we, today we are thrilled to announce a developer preview for our large built-in library. And by built-ins, we mean pre-built intents and slot models that you can directly plug into your skill. So this minimizes the sample data, which, which we were just talking about on the earlier slide. We, and just to give some background, we did introduce a few built-ins earlier in the year, about 10 intents and 15 slots. And they were hugely popular. We got overwhelming demand from developers to say, can you do more of these? And we are responding with that now, that we are making in the coming weeks several hundreds of these available, uh, covering domains like playing a book, playing music, playing audio, uh, playing video, uh, local business searches, like for asking for phone numbers or other attributes of a business, movie showtimes. And what we are also doing is making a lot of entity types us, uh, with our own curated catalogs made available to you. So you can have a large catalog of business, artist names, song names, all available to you to plug into your skill. Lastly, we have made the syntax super simple for you to plug in. With just one single line, as on this slide, about search action, your skill can now recognize and understand 
how to get phone numbers for local businesses by just one line. So another capability that this will unleash is that you can now mix and match different domains, different intents. So here's an example where you could mix and match adding a song to a particular playlist, adding a book to a reading list, and even selecting these from as you choose for your customers. And this is, again, with single line of code in your skill. With that, I'm super excited to invite Tony Donahue, SVP and CTO for Expedia, to talk about his Expedia skill. <clears throat> thanks, Rod, for the introduction. And Mike, thank you for not wearing the elf sweater in the front row to distract me today, because that was a real situation last night. So at Expedia, our mission is to revolutionize travel through the power of technology. And what that means for us is ensuring that our customers can experience the world with a wide variety of travel products that are really designed for simplicity and savings. Now, what we've noticed recently is the concept of simplicity has changed. But first, let me set some context for you in the history of online travel. And if there are any designers in the room, you're probably looking at this and doing a double take. But this is actually the screen that travel agents use. And it's incredibly intuitive, and there's really no need to optimize this in any way, shape, or form. But actually, this is the history of Expedia. 20 years ago, we took this thing, we turned it around, improved it, and let you loose. So you could book directly and plan on your terms. And for us, this was a revolutionary step in travel. But what we see and what is fascinating, that as these technologies evolve, there is still a need for the human touch and a personal conversation aided by technology. And in a sense, this is the reemergence of the travel agent. But only this time they're in your house and they're always open for business. So, as a big company, the question for us becomes, how do we keep innovating to create these personal conversations? So our strategy, and it's built into our DNA, is to test and learn everything. And we embarked on this journey with NLP over three years ago with the Search Anything tab on our homepage. And more recently, we've launched the Expedia bot for Facebook Messenger. But essentially, all of these things are still based on text. And so today, we're very excited to unveil our first voice-activated search content, the Expedia skill for Amazon Alexa. Today, people interact with and rely on a variety of different devices and types of technology to help them navigate the trials and tribulations of daily life. Thanks to Amazon's Alexa, it's easier than ever to ask questions and get answers. Those times when all you really need is to know something fast, no matter where or what the situation is. Now serving your travel needs is the Expedia skill for Amazon Alexa. Let's take her for a spin. Alexa, launch Expedia. Welcome to Expedia. You have an upcoming trip to Las Vegas on November 29th. I can help you get details on your upcoming trip. Add a rental car or check your loyalty points. What can I do for you? Get flight details. You have an upcoming flight in 18 days. 
Your non-stop flight from San Francisco International to McLaren International departs at 9 a.m. on November 29th. You are flying Virgin America from Terminal 2. You are scheduled to land in Las Vegas at 10.30 a.m. local time on November 29th. Can I help you with anything else? Yes, reserve a car. Okay, I have. Economy. Full-size. Luxury. Standard SUV. Which type of car would you like? Standard SUV. I have three total prices for a standard SUV car. Starting with the cheapest option. Would you like to get a car from Fox for $106.26? Yes. Your total price including taxes and fees will be $106.26. Your standard SUV car will be ready for pickup at Las Vegas Airport on November 29th. Should I book this car for you now? Yes. You're all set. You will receive an email shortly. You can cancel your car booking on the Expedia website. Drive safe. Can I help you with anything else? No thanks. Close. Thank you for using Expedia. Every trip you take should feel special, unique, and personal, whether you're going home or someplace completely unfamiliar. Improve the way you experience travel. Download the free Expedia skill for Alexa to explore your trip itineraries in a whole new way. So first of all, there's just no doubt that travel makes the world a better place. It's, it's really good to be part of that, and thank you to our engineering team for creating this skill in just a few weeks. So what you saw in the video today, we have these capabilities to support existing trips. That includes flights, hotels, packages, and you can even just book a car. But what you didn't see is we also offer information on your loyalty points, and we can help you plan a trip when you don't know where you need to go yet. So we're clearly moving towards this realm of a personal travel assistant again. And in future releases, you can expect to see additional booking capabilities and a focus on helping the customer through every part of their journey. So at Expedia, we are moving from transactional text-based search to a continuous and contextually aware conversation. And this is a more natural way to plan a trip. So soon, when you say, Alexa, ask Expedia for an upgrade, we will know you're asking for a hotel upgrade, a car change, or a change to your flight reservation. Or when I request, Alexa, ask Expedia to rebook me on that flight I took next week, they'll know what I meant with SeaTac to SFO. So we were just ridiculously excited about this partnership and what we were going to achieve in very short order with Amazon and with Alexa. Rohit, thank you for the time today. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for revolutionizing how flight reservations can be so easy. I want to say that, rebook my trip to Seattle. <laughs> so the second... Uh, part in our developer story that I wanted to go through is the Alexa voice service. So I talked about that Alexa's voice service, just to reemphasize, is when you as a hardware manufacturer can plug in, to Alexa, plug in Alexa by simply integrating against our API. So this is where people have already started doing that. So we have many developers already integrating Alexa. So there's a 
take a look on the left, uh, the far left, there's a device called Nucleus, which is for communications, and it has integrated Lexa in it. There's wearables like CoWatch that has used Alexa, already integrated Alexa in the watch. Uh, there's third-party speakers that have already integrated Alexa, and we have a partnership with Ford. They are already integrating Alexa in the car. So we are super excited to see this. But having far-field, hands-free recognition being accessible for as a commodity is still hard. For that, we are working with premier partners for making a reference design that hardware manufacturers can use to build far-field speech recognition capabilities. For that, we are, I'm also thrilled to announce now that we have Gregory Bryant here, a corporate VP and GM from Intel, to talk about how we are working together uh, with the, for Alexa. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Ray. It's just, uh, it's, I'm really excited to be here today at reInvent and in the Alexa State of the Union keynote. I think uh, just super excited about the work and the partnership between the two companies to get Alexa voice services, you know, proliferated and make it easy to get to scale. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit today. It is kind of hard to imagine. I love that you admitted that there was some inspiration from Star Trek, being a, kind of being a geek and a Star Trek fan myself. Kind of hard to imagine 10, 20 years ago that we'd have an entity in the home that we could talk to. You know, I've got an Echo in my house. I'm sure I don't have to preach to you all. Most of you, you have a dot now, right? <laughs> That's pretty good swag, by the way. Uh, you know, we all have this entity in our house, and, you know, I have four kids. We interface with it. It's been in the house for a while. It's really natural. You know, we use it to play music. We add things to the shopping list, sometimes to my chagrin. Um, and then I even use it to ask for news updates and weather before I go to work. And unfortunately, I live in Portland, so anybody from Portland? If there's anybody from Portland, you know, when I ask for the weather, it's always the same answer. Um, so I told Rohit today, I said, we've got to work on a skill for that, you know, change the Portland weather to something that's a little more sunny. Hey, what I want to do is just before we make our announcements is just a little bit of context about how we view the smart home at Intel. We've got a view long-term, and I think very well aligned with Amazon, that the home at the end of the day, you have to have a smart home experience that is really responsive, that's perceptive. You know, you can interact with that intelligence in many different ways, and that is kind of autonomous. You don't want to have to be doing a lot of things to set that environment up and, and configure things and do them yourselves. And, we, we got it. We have a, we're on a mission to go deliver that experience inside of the home, and that's why we're so thrilled to be working with Amazon. We're not all the way there today, but we think we're on kind of the, on the threshold of making that a reality. Um, to do that, we're making two big bets. I'm going to talk about one quickly first that's not glamorous or sexy at all, and it's in the area of connectivity. We have got to improve the connectivity into the home and around the home. And you may not know this about Intel, but actually we are a world leader and we've been making substantial investments in SOCs, in chips, to deliver broadband networking into the home. And I'm proud to say today we have solution shipping independent of whether we're talking fiber, DSL, or cable, LTE, and now in the future 5G, which we've been showing. Uh, we are going to deliver the best bandwidth possible into the home. But what's even a bigger challenge, and I know this firsthand, a lot of you do as well, is we've got to improve the in-home networking experience. So I'm, I'm here today to tell you that we are going to take on this kind of audacious, daunting challenge of re-architecting the home network over the next couple of years. We can't do it alone. We're going to involve all of our industry partners in the ecosystem, even our competitors. We started an industry SIG already to re-architect and redefine the home network in a way that is almost more cell-based, that you could have an access point in every room in the house. 
and to make them intelligent so that they configure themselves. They can reconfigure themselves. You can move from point to point in the house and get great coverage without having to touch anything, right? And that network has to be able to support the exploding number of devices in the home. Uh, and, and, the, and the nature, the changing nature of the traffic in the home. Smaller packets, bursty traffic, multiple devices. So we are, I, I'm, I'm committed, and I'm telling you today, Intel's committed to be a leader in that, and we're already shipping platforms uh, with vendors like Asus and Linksys and Netgear uh, through not just service providers, but from retails to make that a reality. So the second big thrust, and the reason I'm here today, is because we believe we need to go beyond that with, and with Amazon to actually build SOCs, platforms, and reference designs that sit on top of that network that can then accelerate the proliferation of uh, Alexa voice services inside the home. Now, we've been doing, and Rohit did a great, uh, simple pictorial on speech processing and natural language uh, interaction earlier. We have in now, in hardware, the ability to do some amazing work to minimize the latency and improve the accuracy of speech processing. So, for example, we have the ability now in very cheap silicon to be able to under, to, to be able to, at very low power levels, uh, understand keywords and phrases, wake up and take immediate action. We're also doing very advanced signal processing techniques to provide that speech engine with the best input possible. And then what you'll see from us in the future, and I'm not going to talk about it all now, is techniques for handling multiple audio inputs, for being able to do 3D and spatial audio, for being able to do better noise cancellation, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to work with Amazon and partner deeply to bring all that to bear over time in these uh, reference designs. So without uh, further ado, there are two big announcements that we want to make today in our partnership with Amazon. It's kind of the re early results now of the collaboration between the two companies. The first is that we've actually added Alexa skills to our Intel Smart Home Hub. Okay, this is, and, and, and our Intel Smart Home Hub is actually here at Amazon reInvent. It's in our smart tiny home. Kind of like you guys would see on HDTV, like Tiny Home Nation, right? Uh, it's really popular these days. We have a tiny home set up at the conference out in the park that has Alexa ca skills capabilities. And what's really great about it, what you'll see if you go out and check it out, is we put our AnyWAN network SOCs, our network processors that I talked about, as the access technology, the connectivity into the tiny home. And then we use Alexa Skills and the Smart Home Hub to control 26 different devices inside this tiny home. 26 in 210 square feet, which is like the size of my you know, coat closet or shoe closet or something. I, I actually have a clothes problem, but I can't talk about that today. Um, so, you know, all of that jammed in there, you can imagine the complexity of pulling that off. Now, what we've done with the skills is, and what we're showing is, we can simplify things for the consumer, and we've enabled three different scenarios. One is for when you're kicking back in the afternoon and the evening, you want to watch a movie, there's a skill for that. You say, hey, it's movie time, boom, it takes all the, dims the lights, closes the shades, fires up the projector, the television, you're watching a movie. We did another scenario for when it's time to go to bed at night, you get the idea. Another one, when you wake up in the morning, you're getting ready to go to work. All controlled through Alexa skills, all seamlessly controlling multiple devices in the home, deliver on that great experience. So we're really excited to not just announce that today on stage, but to actually for you to be able to see it. That smart home hub is in production from an ODM called CyberTan. Uh, we worked with our partner, Mios, for the software element, and it's all available. Go check it out. The second big announcement that we want to make at the conference today is that we are delivering our first Intel-based smart speaker reference design. 
And the intent of that reference design is to have a full form factor reference that developers, OEMs can take to get their Alexa-based products to market more quickly and to be able to drive scale. Now, we intend to have multiple ODMs deliver products in the first quarter of 2017. I happen to have an early version of, of that here today. This is a sample. This is from, this one is from Pegatron. Uh, looks great. And I think, as you can imagine, obviously it has the microphone array, the, the great audio, the speech processing capability that you would expect. But what also makes this reference design really unique is it has all the radios, all the pan technology, all that supports all the standards that you would want to control things built into it in the home. So this will support Wi-Fi, Zigbee, Z-Wave, Bluetooth. You get the idea, right? It has our software development platform based on, uh, on top of it. Um, which makes it very easy to develop solutions on, and it's extensible. So any developer, any of you, any of our OEM partners can plug in additional sensors for like temperature, humidity. You can put video camera and plug video camera into this. So it's an extensible unit. So this is the first Intel-based reference design that we did with Alexa in conjunction with Amazon. We're excited to have this thing in market in 2017. Uh, I think it's going to be, I think, hugely helpful for developers bringing new products to market. Here, I'll see if we can do that. I'll put it up there. Okay, so finally, all I wanted to say in conclusion is I, I'm super proud of the work that we've done together with Amazon. We are committed to continue to innovate with Amazon, the market leader, in bringing these solutions and Alexa voice services and really voice in general into the smart home and the mainstream. You're going to see us do more and more reference designs for more segments and more solutions, even things at a board level that can very cost-effectively go into all sorts of different devices in your home. We're committed with them to do that over the next years. Can't talk about the things that we're doing in 2017, but I'm really excited about it. And I think if we work well together, us, Amazon, you all, I think we can really uh, deliver on the promise of the smart home. So with that, thank you all very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. So the third chapter in our developer story is the smart home. Everyone asks us, what has been the biggest surprise to you? And very early days of Alexa, we, what surprised us was the smart home. We built a first-party skill for smart home, and we were very surprised that it became a daily habit so quickly. Just the ability to say, turn off garage lights when you're upstairs in your bedroom, that's like super powerful, sounds simple, hard to do right, but when it works, it's just magical yet again through just the power of voice. And smart home is a key example of that. So through the smart home API, we have many smart home providers that are already providing their services through Alexa to our customer bases. But there is also custom skills you can build, uh, like Vivint is integrated through our smart home API, but also has a custom skill to do additional functionalities. But this is how like, smart home has become just a big, sticky skill that our customers just love on a daily basis. With that, I'd like to uh, introduce Brian Peterson, Pearson here, CTO of GA Appliances, to talk about their new smart home. Thank you. Thank you guys for uh, entertaining me here as the last speaker. I know we had uh, Expedia, Intel, and you're like, oh, it's great, some awesome technical people, and then we got this like weird consumer products group known as G Appliances. So hopefully I won't bore you too much with what we're going to talk about. Um, I think you know a couple of things I wanted you guys to be aware of. 
is that uh, surprisingly, whether you believe it or not, G Appliances, which has been around for 70 years, um, we are in the IoT space. Uh, we have quite a few of our products that are Wi-Fi connected today that you can take advantage of. And um, as we've been going down this path of evolution, the, um, it's very clear, right, where the industry is headed in terms of user interfaces with, with most consumers. For all of us, right, and I look at my kids. My kids are six and eight. And as they've grown up now with tech because they have me as their dad, and unfortunately I'm, I'm biasing them, they don't use keyboards and mice and even touchscreens anymore. They like voice. Um, and so they have voice at, in, in, in their classroom at home. They have voice at school. They have voice pretty much everywhere they go, and it's what they know how to interact and communicate with. So it's a very logical thing for them to, uh, to, to work with. And that's what we're doing here with our product is to, uh, to basically integrate voice to your appliances, as unsexy as that may sound, um, where you can talk to your washing machine, or better yet, at some point, your washing machine will talk back to you, hopefully in a good way. So with that... <clears throat> Let me talk a little bit about, um, about what we wanted to do here. So we really wanted to leverage, uh, as we looked at voice, it was very clear to us because most of the folks in, in our organization, in our engineering um, teams, had uh, Echoes. We had them since the launch, January 15. And, um, and so we realized that we were going to, with a, a voice integration platform, we weren't going to build our own. So we went to AVS, to the Alexa Voice Services environment, and said that's how we're going to get you know, hands-free integrations to our customers. Um, and so in doing that, what we did was we created a skill called Geneva. So obviously, if you have a skill for, uh, Alexa, or, sorry, for Alexa, it has to be at least three syllables, typically, right, to, to have proper um, understanding. And so ours is called Geneva. A lot of people wanted to know why we didn't call GE. It's just it wasn't enough syllables. Um, and, and, and I'm going to go to another reference. If you guys have sat through any of the discussions with, with Eric, and I'm probably going to slaughter his last name, uh, Tashabani or Tashabana, um, he was doing lean startup discussions uh, this week, um, or lean enterprise and, and how you lead enterprise innovation at startup. Um, one of the things that he talked about was innovate, iterate, and fail, and, and do it quickly, right? I would love to tell you that as G Appliances, we had this grandiose multi-generation product plan that said, we're going to do voice, we're going to do integrations, we're going to do all this stuff. That's not really how this went down. This went down very simply because we had the equivalent of, and I'll use Bezos' reference to, a two-pizza team. We had a team of software engineers that said, you know what? Wouldn't it be great if we could do this for our consumers to improve that ownership experience, give them voice capability, and in a matter of, of literally of weeks' time, they were able to ideate and then execute a prototype that we then took up the chain, the engineering chain, and said, hey, what do you guys think? And uh, it was a wild success, right? I mean, it literally became the flagship delivery of product innovation for G Appliances in 2016. Um, I've got a quick sample. Won't be as long as the other videos. I will not bore you. Um, sorry to disappoint. It's not a live demo. We just uh, opted not to do those. So here's a commercial for you. Alexa, how many teaspoons are in a tablespoon? One tablespoon equals three teaspoons. Great. Alexa, ask Geneva to preheat the oven to 350. I've set your oven to bake at 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Thank you. So as you can see, it's going to become more and more natural um, for folks to be able to integrate with or talk with their appliances, as weird as that may sound. Um, and 
you know, it, what you can see here, if you, you kind of go from, from left to right, has been our, our, our evolution. Initially, we started with, okay, we have connected devices out in the marketplace. Now we're going to go ahead and create mobile applications for folks to leverage. And it's easy enough to have a mobile app that does a push notification. So, for example, today, I'll get a push notification that the, the laundry and the washer is, is complete. Um, for those of us that have done laundry, we know it tends to sometimes stay in there for 30 minutes, maybe three hours, maybe 24 hours, and then you have to rewash it. So it's nice to get the push notification telling you that. But we recognize that we could make this experience better beyond the smartphone. Um, and that's what the Alexa voice services environment has created for us, that we can basically deliver the same application functionality we got out of a mobile device in a much more fluid and natural way that humans are comfortable interacting with. Um, what I definitely would consider to be the UI of, of the current and the future. Um, and so as you can see, one of the examples that we have, and you're welcome to test this if you have a, a GE uh, appliances connected device, is that uh, in one of our refrigerators, we actually have a Keurig dispenser creates hot water. It's all in the refrigerator. It's all integrated. So you can ask, you can say, you know, ask Alexa, tell Geneva to make hot water for coffee in 10 minutes. And she'll go out there and she'll schedule it with the refrigerator. The refrigerator will start heating the water, and in 10 minutes' time, you're ready to brew coffee. Um, that has been a powerful thing for most of our users. Um, I, I think the bigger issue, though, and this is really, if you look to the far right, where we're trying to get to, and this is something that I think is going to be revolutionary in the industry. If, if many of you have been in the tech sector for a long time, you can probably remember back decades when IBM, if you ran a data center, would come to you in advance and say, hey, we have a hard drive that's going to fail. Right? They'd show up at the data center floor, and, and you, you wouldn't have called them. You didn't know they were coming. They came. Um, because they had a predictive mechanism that said it was going to fail. We have the same level of diagnostics capabilities in our appliances today. And so what we're looking forward to with Rohit and the team as is, is, is Alexa conversational AI continues to grow is the ability now for Alexa to not just have to be initiated by us, but for her to come back and tell a consumer, hey, you have a problem, right? We, we've detected a potential situation in one of your appliances. Would you like to proactively schedule a service call? Oh, by the way, that service call may be in warranty. So it's, it's not going to cost the consumer any money. It just generates and engenders this tremendous loyalty. Um, and and it's, it's a heck of a way for, again, for a consumer to integrate with those products and really see value out of this. Um, you know, additionally, things like leak sensors. If you've ever had a washing machine or a dishwasher where you've had a problem and it's leaked on a hardwood floor and it's created a problem, well, we have the leak sensors in our dishwasher. So if that is detected, immediately could push a notification through Alexa and say, hey, there's a problem. You might want to take, you know, take action to do that. And, oh, by the way, we're going to get service to, to come to your house and, and help work through it with you. So um, I think, you know, in, in, in capping this off sort of in, 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 in final dialogue, you guys heard a lot of really good announcement this morning from Andy Jassy, um, things like um, Lex and Polly. And I think one of the things that, that we have been privileged, um, and, and this isn't, you know, I'm not paid to be up here, and I'm not, I'm not you know, Rohit didn't, didn't ask me to, to say good things. What this platform has created is it's created an environment for every one of us, everybody in this room, be that an engineer, be it a single-person company, be it a large enterprise, to actually harness the power of what used to be inaccessible to mere mortals like ourselves, right? You get the power of AI at your fingertips in a very easy way to ingest and build products around. We didn't have this before, and it's only continuing to grow and build. So for that, I want to thank Rohit for including me here and inviting us today, and more importantly, to the Amazon team for providing this capability that's really helping to, uh, to revolutionize um, what we've, we've been able to do. 
One, one final comment. Um, for those that may not know, we have a full suite of products. So all products in our, in our, our environment, our portfolio, have this connection. So we have over 70 models. Um, you may find this interesting tidbit. We have uh, over 50 billion utterances. Uh, we, we actually have probably one of the most advanced Alexa skills to date. Uh, we really did push the limits of the service. And those utterances, which are combinations of all the various things you can say to Geneva, those combinations, by the way, do not even include the combinations driven by numbers. Right? So this is completely you know, uh, separate from that. Um, and as a, a quick little factoid, preheating the oven um, and heating water in the fridge right now, based on our, our analytics we've been getting back um, through our other AWS services that we use to analyze this, have been the top two trending uh, um, skills or, or invocations folks have been using with Alexa. So with that, thank you guys very much for your time, and Rohit as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brian, for the kind words, and most importantly, for this great skill. Thank you. Uh, so the final chapter, uh, this is the Alexa Fund. So we talked about this is the $100 million fund that we created last year to spur innovation in voice. So we have already created a portfolio of 22 companies that we have funded through the Alexa Fund. These cover a wide range of categories, relating from smart home companies to, uh, to wearables, uh, to even a baby monitoring system, and many other companies in this portfolio already we have funded. So we are very excited to be part of their roadmap, but today I'm also thrilled to announce a new program, which is called the Amazon Alexa Accelerator. This is a 13-week program where we are partnering with companies to, uh, to start new companies, and you will have a clear mentorship from, the, from us and Techstar, and there will be also an investment fund of up to $120,000 that will be made available. So this is great. We can't be super excited to see what you will build. And this is, a, I'll encourage you, and from beginning on January, you can start application for this program. So coming to the conclusion of this, I just wanted to say that this has been a super exciting year. Uh, we have created new products, new devices. We have had a massive growth in our developer community. We have many thousands of developers working every day on building skills. We have already created 5,000 custom skills that you in this room have helped create. We have 20K developers working through AVS right now. There are several uh, uh, integrations already undergoing, already underway. We have funded tens of millions of dollars in other companies through the Alexa Fund. We have also, we didn't have time today to talk about Another exciting investment in AI that we are doing through the Alexa Prize, which is to grand challenge of creating a social bot that communicates with you so, and coherently and engagingly for 20 minutes. That's the barrier we are trying to break with conversational AI. And we, this is a university-exclusive competition, and we'll know the results of this competition next year in the next reInvent in 2017. And then... I want to reemphasize, this is still very, very early days with conversational AI. In Amazon, we have a term, day one. And to me, this is still day one of conversational AI. I'm pretty sure 2017 will be an even more exciting year. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you. Thank you.